Well, good morning. Um, Before getting started, just a couple of quick things. First, a little bit of housekeeping. Did you get a piece of paper or an index card when you came in and got your bulletin? Excellent. If you didn't, I have some more up here. Anybody need one? You totally can use your smartphone or a piece of paper or scrap paper in your pocket or, I don't know, a telephone bill envelope, whatever works for you. So, as long as you've got something, and then, you know, something to write with in a moment, but we'll get there in a moment. Um, And, like, there's uh, pencils in the the pew or the um, chair pocket, doodle, whatever it's called. Um, Okay, so there's our housekeeping. Woo! Um, What else? Oh, so now, the second part. I've got a confession. When reading this text, I imagine a spectrum between Mary and Martha. Mary, the one that Jesus said was doing the right thing by listening to him speak, is on one side. The other side is Martha. There's, you know, she's worried and distracted by too many things on her plate. Literally, she's cooking a meal, you know. I would identify as leaning towards the Martha side of the spectrum. There's my ex. So now, how would you, oh, sorry, who Who would you identify with? Where would you put your own ex? Back a moment there, Jack. There we go. Okay. Where would you put your own ex? If it's helpful, you can write down this thought on your paper. And I'll give you a moment to think. Where would you put your ex? On the Mary Martha spectrum. Oakley Doakley, finally, keep that paper handy because before we dive in, we're going to take a silent minute to write down all the things that are swimming around in your head. The goal is to clear your mind. On this paper that you have, and uh, hopefully that writing tool you just took out of the pew there, uh, we've got some extras around um, if you need one, just Give a a raised hand and Judy will help us out. Um, So the goal is to clear your mind. On your paper, use whatever you want. Maybe it's bullets, right? Or doodle drawing. Whatever helps you out to write down the things in your head. Now, what could be those things on your mind? Well, it could be groceries that you need to pick up on your way home. It could be, this sounds uncomfortable and ridiculous. Or, oh no, don't forget to bring in those supplies from the trunk for congregations for kids. That's what I'm going to write down on mine. Or, ugh, this week, not looking forward to it. Okay, are you ready? Any uh, questions about how this works? 
You got it? Okay, let's do it. Silent minute. Okay, well, time is up. That's what my Fitbit tells me. So here we go to the next part. Now we're ready to have a moment to offer up some prayer. Spirit divine, we gather together today eagerly awaiting a moment with you. Guide us as we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Help us to listen deeply and reflect on the gospel. Hold our hand as we offer up our actions. A small token of our gratitude, amazement, and love to you. As disciples, we follow Jesus, the Christ. Amen. Okay, so here we go with Mary and Martha. Okay, first off, a couple of things that I noticed when I read it, usually. Well, first off, it's this sort of well-known text in the Bible. Okay, sure. It's sort of short. Okay. And personally, I get annoyed at Jesus. Remember, I, I was on sort of that Martha side, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing is provided out of the blue. There's so many examples to prove my point. Communion, it's right there. I mean, behind me, in front of you. It's there every Sunday. It doesn't just show up, right? Squirrels, they find nuts and gather them together. It isn't just as humans. And birds, they find seeds. None of us sit around and wait for nourishment. So as I got ready to preach, I thought, there must be more going on. But what is it? Hmm. How do I figure this out? Well, I started by reading the beginning of Luke up to um, Mary and Martha. And it was really helpful. In fact, it was so helpful. <laughs> I'm going to tell you some of the things that struck me. So uh, one of them was Luke 4. 
we hear about Jesus healing Simon's mother-in-law. And once she's healed, she made a meal. What? Why is the meal that she makes get no response from Jesus, but the one that Martha makes gets a stern talking to? Hmm. So that was the first thing I found interesting. The next, in Luke 6, Jesus is telling us not to judge others for the speck in their eye, but instead to take the log out of our own. Hmm. Okay. Third, in Luke 9 was the juicy, really good stuff. See, the gospel of Matthew has the Beatitudes, right? But Luke has what I started calling the firstitudes. A few weeks ago, Pastor Phil talked about the passage in Luke 9. It was people wanting to follow Jesus, but they all had a similar phrase that they told him. Oh, yes, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. But first, I need to bury my dad. And Jesus says, nope, let the dead bury their, the dead. Ooh. And then someone else says, oh, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. But first, I need to get my, my home in order. And again, Jesus is saying, no, you are looking back and you're not fit for service. Ooh, Jesus, you're really, uh, ooh, my. Okay, final one. In Luke 10, right before Mary and Martha, we hear about the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan was moved with compassion at the sight of an injured man. He offered up what he had, caring for his wounds, transportation, and paying for his lodging and additional care. And Jesus is telling us to be like the Good Samaritan. Hmm. Okay, so with all that information, I then read Mary and Martha, and I saw Martha with new eyes. First, remember Simon's mother-in-law? She makes a meal. Again, why does she get to make a meal and get no response? But Martha sure does. Well, Simon's mother-in-law, she shares an offering in gratitude to Jesus after she is healed. However, for Martha, the meal wasn't an offering as much as it was a task on her overwhelming to-do list. It came from another place. So secondly, for judging others, I saw how Martha was judging Mary for her choices and wants Jesus to tell her to get back to the kitchen. Martha doesn't take out her own log, but is laser-focused on Mary. That's not going to happen on Jesus' watch. Nope, nope, nope. Lastly, the, yes, Jesus, but first I need to... Group has a new member, and it's Martha. As a self-identified Martha leaner, I can just imagine the monologue in her head while she's in the kitchen, right? Hmm. Well, I'll join the group and listen to this fascinating guy, Jesus. But 
first, you know, I need to knead the dough, boil this, bake that. Oh, where is that good for nothing sister? Help me, Jesus. Tell that sister of mine to get her butt in the kitchen. I'm doing all of this myself. (sighs) It is plain to see in the ways that the author describes the two sisters. Now, Mary gives listening to Jesus a priority, while Martha is worried, preoccupied, upset, and distracted. Hmm. Ah. Now, this makes way more sense. Countless times, Jesus is telling anyone who will hear him, that following him, that discipleship, is about casting off all the baggage and things of the past. You know, the disciples, they left their businesses, their family, their friends, their homes, and followed him. Discipleship is the priority, and the food can wait. So, to wrap up, I learned a few things about discipleship from Mary and Martha. And here they are. Number one, none of this, yes, Jesus, but first I need to. Nope. Jesus is telling us over and over that isn't how discipleship works. It's got to be now, and you got to be all in. As disciples, we are commanded to jump in, dive in. As they say in Star Trek, to boldly go. Right? Second, open your heart, your ears, and your eyes to Jesus. Truly listening to his teachings without a hidden agenda or bias. Third, Out of the listening comes the offering, the action. The action isn't something on a to-do list, but an offering in praise and thanksgiving for what God has done, the transformation that has happened within you. Lastly, action alone can become a barrier. Our own founder, John Wesley, he experienced both kinds of action. At first, it was action For the sake of action. And later on, action as an offering to God. And it made a huge difference in his life. And our lives, we're here, aren't we? (laughs) Judging others is also another quick way to create barriers between you and discipleship. Discipleship. It's really hard stuff. But the most important thing that Jesus taught us was that he will be there for us. The Holy Spirit will be there with us. And that support, that guidance will be there along the hard road of discipleship, of following Jesus. Jesus even set a table for us to join with other disciples to always remember this. Remember that he is with us, and we are part 
of something greater, the body of Christ.